Hey, this is Sean. On weekends, we cover long-form audio from some of my personal content that I've produced over the recent years. And today, I figured I would share with you one of my better interviews on this concept of marketing yourself. In fact, I wrote a blog post about this. It was one of the first public chapters that I shared of my book, and it's called "How to Market Yourself Without Being a Celebrity." And I think that was one of more my more viral uh, tweet threads. Where I really kind of dived into this concept.、Uh, for better or worse, I don't really see myself as an expert marketer, but I've done better than the average. So I figured this is an interesting topic that people wanted to dive into. And Alexei from DataTalks.Club invited me onto his podcast and also did、uh, featured me as a book of the week. So I thought this was a really good conversation. The audio is a little bit weird because I think he recorded it from his end,、uh, but there's a full transcript on his site which I've linked. And hopefully it's not too hard to follow along.、Uh, I've cut out the self intro part because I figure that anyone listening to this already knows who I am. So we're just gonna get right into the, the meat of the content. Enjoy. I wanted to ask you. So why should we market ourselves? Why is it important for our career? I think you touched a bit、uh, now, but maybe we can、uh, expand it a little bit. There's a lot of whys, and it's very personal. You know, why do you do what you do? It's very different from why why I do what I do. So there's part of it which is getting recognition for your skills and, and your work, right? The things that you deserve.、Uh, and if you ever wondered why you didn't get that promotion or why someone else who seems to know less than you seems to do better as a career,、um, it's perhaps because they're they're marketing themselves better than you are. And that's an easy thing to fix because the hard thing is actually doing stuff. So so I I want people who you know have the quality and have the genuine skill. To be able to represent themselves better, so that they can get in front of the right opportunities and the right employers and、uh, do better for themselves.、Um, I think it also is there's some there's some public service as well, in terms of、um, you know if you don't market yourself well, then other people who are less shy about it <laughs> will put themselves out there and and get those opportunities and.、Um, Maybe they 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 won't do as good of a job as you might. So I think that that's that's ultimately、uh, the breakdown. But I think people understand that at a at a at a bare minimum,、um, when you market yourself well,、uh, you get more money essentially, like <laughs> some kind of like lifetime opportunities that translate into earnings. And、uh, I think I think that's just that's just a fundamental motivator for anyone.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like、uh, any company who cares about some internal、uh, KPIs,、uh, at the end,、uh, what they care about is profit, right? Money. So this is the <laughs> same, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah. yes,、uh, but also, and, also, I think you know, this is、uh, is I don't want to make it too commercial.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what is when you when you create an open source project and you want people to use your stuff for free, you still have to market your open source project, and、mm-hmm. that is a, a similar skill. Um, and yeah, whenever whenever you're trying to、uh, push an idea that you want to promote within the company, let's say, hey, I want to switch to this other tech stack, or、um, I had this feature idea which I think is really great, you have to market that idea.、Uh, these are all parts of marketing yourself, and、uh, they will be affected by your credibility, but also your ability to market that idea. So th- there's just all related skills that you should practice and compound through the rest of your life. Yeah. So basically, we want to do this because we want to get more recognition. Why we want to get more recognition? Because maybe we want to be promoted, right? So、uh, we have the technical skills, 
but uh, I know that many people, myself included, uh, in tech domain, it's difficult. Like it's a lot easier to just code uh, rather than go and stay in front of people, say something, or even uh, just tweet. Tweeting is also difficult, right? So because you can start thinking mm, what people will think about me, right? Uh, but compared to what we are doing as developers, this is a lot easier, right? It's only 200 characters, 280 characters, right? So it's uh, a lot easier than writing a big um, system, right? So we should use this opportunity and then maybe get that promotion or get a better job or get uh, um, recognition. And if you're an open source author, people will find your library, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, yeah, we, I think, um, so in this case, like if you're doing this, uh, let's say for more job opportunities, um, so this is external, right? So this is you're working to be noticed outside of the company, right? And then there is a different kind of marketing, which is noticed inside the company, right? Um, so maybe, um, let's say I want to become better I want to get some recognition outside of my company. I know how to code, right? So I'm relatively good at this, uh, maybe better than some of my colleagues, maybe worse than some other, like an average developer. So what do I need to do to be better at personal marketing? So what kind of things I need to do? <laughs> That's a very broad question. So for those who don't know, there actually is a I, basically, when I wrote my book, I published this chapter for free, um, and it was part of marketing for the book, which is very meta, <laughs> writing about marketing while marketing. Uh, but there is a graphic that I, that I send people, you know, where I, I basically try to break down the, where I see marketing in terms of personal branding, in terms of the domain that you pick, the business value that you can deliver, the tech skills that you have, and then picking you know, the, the, the channel which you're delivering to. So uh, whether you're, you're talking about public marketing or uh, internal within work. Um, so you're talking about public marketing. Uh, it's, it's still going to derive from those, those primary factors, right? The, the channel doesn't matter. You still need to understand what your personal brand is and to be able to communicate that and tell that story effectively. Um, you need to understand what domain that you're picking and you're planting a flag on. You need to understand what business value you've delivered in the past and be able to tell that story, like, you know, have numbers and have concise descriptions of the projects that you've, that you've had. Um, and then you need to work on your skills to, <laughs> to uh, do cool stuff and cover your bases. So there's, there's just so many details here. Um, like we can go into any one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's say I already have some skills. Maybe I'm not the, the, the top developer, but I know how to code, uh, let's say, I know Python or JavaScript, or it doesn't matter, like maybe I'm good at data, data science. Um, so let's say that uh, usually an average developer has, but uh, yeah, so you said the first thing was personal brand. So how do I find my personal brand as, a, as an average data scientist or as an average uh, software engineer? <laughs> well, so first of all, you should not view yourself as average. I think that's uh -huh. starting, starting on the wrong foot. Um, so look for, look for anything about you that is not average. Um, and that could be anything about your identity, your, uh, your opinions. You know, if you're very opinionated about one particular thing, then be that person that, that is the champion for that movement in the industry. That's, that makes you stand out. And that's a, that's a personal brand. 
for example, actually a really cute way to think about whether you have a personal brand or not is can people make a meme of you? Can, can people like who are your friends make fun of you? If, you? if they can and everyone gets it, then you really have a personal brand. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, because you say something so much or you're, you're just so well known that uh, people feel comfortable making fun of you because uh, you know that you're not going to be offended because it's really something that you believe. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, and then there's there's other there's other things, you know, like um, having consistent photo and consistent naming. So uh, the reason so consistency is important because you form brand impressions. And this is something that is practiced at the highest levels of marketing, like Coca-Cola, Nike, and all these kind of companies. But consistency, right? We, we spend so millions of dollars making sure that like the, the curve of Stripe's logo is always 35 degrees. Um, we, we, you know, we make sure that the, the color of Coca-Cola's red is always the same red. Um, in, the same way, in the same way, we can make sure in our own personal branding that the things that appear to other people are the same things that appear every single time. And because repeated impressions, some, some say between 17 and 14 times, that's how much it takes to imprint, imprint upon somebody uh, that you, know, you, you stand for something. Um, so the, the reason why I, I actually think that people should go take a professional photo if they, if they can, uh, is because the photo is seen more than your actual face especially because all the communication is in Slack these days or on Twitter or uh, speaker notes and all that. Um, your photo matters a lot. And, and having a nice photo, having you smile to, to somebody that you haven't met before and having them just have a good general impression of you, I think that counts for something. Um, that is your digital storefront in a sense. Uh, and they see that more than your name. So your name is the second uh, most seen thing. And sometimes you can just go by your regular name uh, sometimes that can be hard for people to remember. Um, and so for me, I happen to have my nickname, right? Swix, which is my English and Chinese initials. I happen to have had that since I was 13. So it's a unique name. I have the domain. It's, uh, I have the handle on most social media sites. It's a good, it's a good name. Some other people might actually uh, choose to brand themselves a different way. So I have a friend who was JavaScript Joe for a long time. So he was the JavaScript guy for his company uh, and within his network. And, and you can, in the same way, you can brand yourself some other way, right? Uh, so like the, uh, there's another guy I know who's the entrepreneurial coder. So he studies a mix of business and uh, development. Um, you, can, you can just brand yourself in, in a different way, but like as long as people refer to you in the same way, then that starts to compound and accumulate your branding. Um, and that's, that's a very strong brand as well. Um, consistent keywords is also an interesting one. So I have another friend, David Korshid, who shows up anytime the word state machine is mentioned. And so much so much so that we make memes of him and make fun of him. But that's great. That that is a really consistent brand. Because anytime someone has that problem, he comes to mind immediately. And that's the what that's what you want to achieve. You want to achieve such a strong association with some important problem that you can solve that you are the first to mind for someone. And first to mind is best. Uh, <laughs> we don't really, we don't really, you know, go out and survey the entire universe of 40 million developers and say like who's the best at this thing. They just, we just think about, you know, the top three or five people that everyone thinks about. And your goal as a personal branding person or a self marketer is to get into that consideration set of three or five options, and just do that enough so that you, your name just comes up and you get exposed to so many opportunities. It's, it's amazing.
Okay. So the first thing you said, stop thinking of yourself as average, right? So there's yeah. something you must be good at. Then the second thing, go get a professional picture. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or a nice, or a nice picture, or like a, a thing that so you'll not you'll, in front of a fridge, right? Uh, you don't you don't have to use your real face, by the way. Some people are not comfortable with that, but you can just use a logo, right? Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so Sebastian Mark logo, nobody knows what he looks like, but he uses an eucalyptus plant, and he's used that for the past ten years. That's fine. He's the eucalyptus guy. That's that's his that's his face. Uh, as long as it's consistent. Okay. So then being consistent, and then you said uh, you need to appear at least I don't know I don't remember the number sixty or eighty times before. Seven to fourteen. This I, I picked this up from the digital marketing guy. Who knows? Okay. If it's a, if it's a <laughs> so it means that more than once. <laughs> so it means that we need all of the above that we just said, plus right at least I don't know. Uh, 80 tweets. Impressions. Yeah. The, the, not, you know, the same way that people do marketing on you, like they retarget you and like try to make their brand show up in front of you multiple times. Um, that's how you're going to be to other people. We work the same way. Why, why are we different than brands? We okay. are brands. Yeah. So how do we do this? So, okay. Picture is clear. So we just get, go pay somebody to take a picture, a professional picture of us with the name. It's also somewhat clear. So it's either a given by our parents or maybe a nickname, but what to write about, what to tweet about? How do, you, yeah, do I find that? That's more about the domain, exactly. Um, I, I actually want to double down on the picture thing. It's mm -hmm. actually, you, you, like, you have no idea how, how often I get this comment where I'll be the same picture on Discord, YouTube, GitHub, uh, and Twitter, right? And people will say like, hey, you're the guy from where, from YouTube, or you're the guy from Discord, or you're the guy from Twitter. And they really form a strong emotional connection to you, even though you barely know them. That's great because they, they just see you so often. It's 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 really nice. So um, that's that's how it works for you. And and I really want to emphasize that consistency and repetition. Okay, let's talk about domain. Um, so yeah, picking a domain that's something that's come from you. Like, what do you particularly work on and are interested in? I think uh, people might have a, a bit of decision fatigue because you could be interested in a hundred different things. So uh, the advice I normally give here is that uh, realize that when you pick something, you're not closing doors. You're not saying I will not do anything else for the rest of my life. You're just saying, this is what I'm currently interested in and you're allowed to change. Uh, but having some top topic uh, is much better than just saying, I'm equally interested in a bunch of in like 10 different things. Uh, that's, that's not, Branding, that's not, that's not a good way to market yourself because I don't know what your trigger point is. So I can't say like, you're my whatever person, like you're my, uh, I, I don't <laughs> you're my data warehouse guy. Okay, you know, like uh, if, if that's your thing and you know everything about it, you're like in all the all the conversations, um, you can't stop talking about it. Like I'll just, I'll just like mention the topic and you can go for on a podcast for one hour. Um, that is your domain and that's that's great. And then I can use you as, as my expert. Um, I can send people your way if they're also interested in learning more. That's how marketing works. You have to pick a domain. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think people refusing to pick a domain is out of their fear of closing doors and they should realize that people change domains all the time and it's totally fine, but just, just pick one. And how niche should it be? Like how broad or uh, niche? The, the niche, the niche uh, should should not be too niche. There is such a thing as too niche, but obviously the, the narrower, the better, because you should prove some kind of expertise and it's hard to prove expertise in a very broad domain, right? Like let's just say like 
you want to pick expertise in Python, okay, you're going up against, you know, David Beasley and, and uh, get, get, um, get over and Rosam or whoever else. Like, um, but if you if you pick a very specific domain uh, and 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 you only specialize in that, you not only have a better chance of reaching it, but you also people can slot you in into their universe without competition because that's that's an existing white space. Mm -hmm. So I like I like niches. Um, be careful about being too niche. The way that you prevent from being too niche is that uh, just be mindful of how many people share the same problems as as you solve. So uh, as long as you know you can fill a room of like I don't know fifty people with with that problem, then you have a meetup that you can <laughs> that you can run, and that's that's a good niche. So how do you find this out? Do you try to run a meetup and see how many people show up, or there is a? I I have actually but... done that. Yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what did but, you try? Uh, what was? But it's an easier uh, spelt. Okay. Uh, spelt it's a JavaScript it's, framework. It's, yeah, it is a JavaScript framework. It is one of the newer ones compared to React and Vue, um, but it is. And so, and it and it is niche because it's a very it's the smallest one out of the, the big four, um, but it was just enough interest that I could start a meetup, and, and now we have a global community of about ten thousand people. Um, but what was I going to say? Um, yeah, you don't have to start a meetup. You can just pay attention to what people are talking about. Subscribe to your industry newsletters. Um, look out for industry conferences and look at the schedule of the talks. You don't even have to show up to the conference. You can just look at the schedule of the talk and understand what people are working on. Um, you can look on Hacker News and see what people are very interested in discussing, right? Like if, if there's like a new announcement and then there's not much engagement, then whatever. But like if there's like 500 comments and people going back and forth, that, that is a topic that gets people really excited. And if you can specialize in that, then you become an authority that people care about. So it's, it's, it's always this intersection. I call this like a nexus of interests. The things that you're, you're very interested in and things that other people are very interested in, you need to find that intersection. You can't just work on things that only you get um, <laughs> because nobody's gonna care and don't be surprised that nobody cares. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so to find a niche, uh, you don't have to start a meetup. So you can subscribe to industry newsletters, uh, have a look at Twitter, hang out in Hacker News and trade it. And podcasts, then also check podcasts, channel. exactly. Uh, check conferences. So then you find a topic that um, people seem to be excited about. And you, I don't know, want to start writing, tweeting about this. So what, how do you market yourself? Like for marketing, we need to have some sort of marketing channel. So how do we, uh, we selected a topic. So how do we communicate that we know this topic? How do you communicate that you know this topic? Well, when you start out, you actually don't, right? So you shouldn't mm -hmm. try to be an overnight expert. I think a lot of people, when they view Learn in Public and they view this marketing yourself movement, they see a lot of hucksters, they see a lot of scammers or grifters or whatever you call it. Uh, people who are not genuinely caring about the space and they're just there to try to market themselves and grow their following or whatever. Uh, so I definitely do not encourage anybody to do that. Be genuine, be, be authentic and say like, I don't know of anything about this space, but I'm learning and here's what I have so far. That's all you do. And you progress every single day a little bit better than you were the day before. People can follow along in your journey People can correct you if you're wrong. And eventually you will have been corrected of all the basic mistakes. And you will see, you'll look back and you go like, okay, okay, I, I'm now an expert because I've made all the mistakes or I've seen all the, I've asked all the questions. 
I've answered, I've answered a lot of other people's questions and now I'm an ex expert, but I've earned it. Mm -hmm. And you have to earn it. Um, you can't just say like, because I'm a very good marketer, I don't, I can skip all the other steps. Um, no, you have to earn it. Mm -hmm. So basically, I guess for what you said, to try to learn in public and inform others about your progress. And that could be like probably the best media for this is social media, like Twitter, LinkedIn. Social is um, very good. So yes. I always think about this. Social media is a borrowed platform. You are working on other people's platform to get more distribution. But at the end of the day, you do not own any of, any part of it. Twitter can lock you out at any time. I've been locked out twice by Twitter. Um, people can cancel you. Uh, you can uh, suddenly lose relevance, um, whatever. Like the algorithm changes and your, your pages vanish from Google. These are all borrowed platforms. So the, the channel that you ultimately own is your, your own personal domain, your own personal mailing list, your own personal podcast. These are the things that I'm focusing on right now. Um, so you can start off with social media, but eventually try to link people back and grow your own platform. And someday when your platform is big enough, then you can just go all in on that. And the social media becomes the extension of just like a hey, new post. <laughs> you can talk. Um, and, uh, I, think, I think that's, that's a fundamentally... Mm -hmm. uh, long running way because all these platforms there, there will be a day Twitter dies there will be a day YouTube dies um, but probably yeah. the, somebody bans you from Twitter which is more likely yeah, yeah. to happen than all Twitter dies yeah. but like probably the web the open web is going to last longer than any of us mm -hmm. yeah so you said build the mailing list so how do I go from a person who just picked uh, a topic and want to start uh, learning this, this in public and then tweeting about this every day to actually having my own website with a mailing list there? Or should I have this right from the start? Or how does it work? How does the process I think it work? helps. Um, I think, I don't think it hurts. It's not that hard, you know, if, especially if you're a developer, set up a static site, uh, <laughs> throw up a, a blog. Uh, just don't expect anyone to, to go to your site because they don't know you. Um, but as, as they start to, to know your work, then they'll start to visit your site. Um, you know, I, I took a long time to get up to something like, uh, 50,000 developers a month. Um, and, um, yeah, the other thing, the other thing I think, I mean, so, so yes, like, uh, you can, you can start as early as possible, uh, or you can just go only social and, and try to build from, build your distribution from there and then, and then take it off those networks. Mm, yeah, I mean, that, that to me, that's not the issue. The issue is, what are you writing about or speaking about? And does it matter to other people? So I have an idea here called pick up what they put down. Because I think a lot of people, when they start this public learning or content creation journey, they'll write what they want to, to read. Um, and, and then they'll be very surprised that the reception isn't that great. I think there's a few factors. One is they just they're new to it. So they don't have a lot of practice. Um, so don't expect that, that great of a result. But second of all, they're not picking on something that they know somebody will want to read. So they haven't invested that much in the interests of other people. They don't really know or have a, have a sense of what people uh, really want to hear. So um, I think having a conversation with somebody is really interesting. So this, this idea of pick up what they put down is essentially like you have mentors, you have uh, leaders in the community who are putting out ideas all the time. By definition, they're too busy to uh, follow through on it on most of them. So they're always looking for partners and, and experts and mentees um, 
to to follow up on on the stuff that they do. So so if they put out a new blog post, read it and like respond to it. If they put out a new demo, actually try out the code and report bugs. Um, if they put out a new book, go through and summarize it and, and promote it for them. Um, and these are all just interesting ways. And individually, you know, they may not work at all. They, they, you just might you might get ignored. But your chances of being noticed and responded to are way higher than the average. Like, <laughs> I had a I had someone who was like, "I'm going to start learning public," and the first thing that they wrote was like a guide to man pages in Linux. And like, I don't, I don't get up in the morning and go, like, I really need a guy to turn my pages in the next, right? I don't so it's not something well, Somebody that maybe about. does. Somebody does, yeah, maybe, right? Maybe, but like, I, I'm not going to find them. And just, mm-hmm. You know, the, the chances are lower. But if you wrote a response directly to a blog post that I just put out this morning, I, I am going to read it, okay? Um, if there's what, a... What did you post today? I just posted a blog post about Stripe. So I, so Paul Graham... <laughs> Paul Graham tweeted this uh, a few months ago and I've been thinking about it. Uh, what if Stripe is the next Google, right? Stripe is currently worth $100 billion. Google is worth $1,500 billion. So what do you do? How do you position yourself if Stripe becomes the next Google? And you knew that for a fact. Uh, there's so much economic and career opportunity there and nobody's thinking about it because we always think about where things are today and Google You know, people try to optimize for Fang, but Stripe is an up-and-coming Fang. Actually, it's better to tie yourself to an up-and-comer rather than something that's already at the top. Um, so, like stuff like that. Um, so, Paul, Paul's probably going to read my my post because I directly uh, addressed him. Um, but someone else, you know, if someone else responds to my post. I'll probably read that. And it's the same thing at the company level, right? Like, so part of the reason I got uh, noticed by Netlify is because I started using them and I started tweeting about them. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Every single startup, every single company has a Slack channel that is dedicated to people tweeting about their service because they want to know, they want to read, they want to respond. So if you want to guarantee yourself uh, being read by someone, criticize them, praise them, anything to do with them because it becomes focused on their interests rather than yours. Um, and I'm not saying to do this all the time. You should obviously explore your own interests as well. I'm just saying if you want to guarantee feedback, because people thrive on feedback. If you want to guarantee feedback, then think about what people are interested in and if people are usually interested in themselves. Mm-hmm. So if, let's say, I'm just starting on Twitter and then I put out uh, 100 tweets and they just go to the void because nobody reads them, that can happen, right? Because you don't think, have any followers there. Oh. So you just tweet and it just... Anyone, anyone who's interested, look at my own uh, tweets from like 2016, 2017. Nobody, nobody responded. I don't know why I kept tweeting. <laughs> I should have given up. <laughs> so the strategy to actually get noticed is to, like you said, pick it up where they, they put it down? Did they say yeah, it's, a, it's an American saying, uh, so mm-hmm. I don't know how well it translates. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's an American saying. Like uh, If other people are putting down something, like putting... Uh, leaving something on the table for, for people to continue on and carry on with. Most people just leave it, leave it there and they just go about that day or they ignore it or they say like, very nice, uh, I have my own things to do. But you, because you're interested in personal growth, you can pick it up and carry on with it. And then you become a partner with them. Okay. Yeah, I'm wondering if a strategy for me to, let's say if I want to market myself because I want to find a job, 
would the strategy be different if I'm a student or if I'm somebody who already has experience in a different domain, want to transition to a new domain? Would my strategy be different in these cases? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, the student, students, unfortunately, don't have a ton to offer, um, you know, because uh, a lot of times you're coming in with zero work experience. Um, so you can, you can show how eager you are. You can show how, uh, how much you're willing to invest in learning and being coached. For example, if, if you do something and then, and then people give you feedback, do you actually take that feedback and internalize it and come back with not only the feedback incorporated, but then the second order thinking about like, okay, what else does, what, what else does this line of thinking uh, lead me to do? You show either your trajectory, your, you show the slope of your growth rather than the absolute position of your growth. Um, whereas people who are transferring from another field, um, maybe that's, that's something that you can give in terms of equivalent exchange. So that's something that uh, I, I also say about picking a domain, right? Like, uh, and we still, well, we're still on this topic of picking a domain, which is like, I have my domain, you have your domain. Together, we are actually better than if we both try to specialize in everything at once, right? Like I, now, that, now that I specialize in something and my friend has specialized in other things, I can always ping him whenever I need help on that thing. And that actually is a mutual exchange of value. Like, so, so whatever you have that is valuable to the other people, figure that out and offer it to them in exchange for mentoring, tutoring opportunities in, in their thing. So I'll give you one example. When I transitioned from finance to tech, uh, I actually took two years to do it. The first year, I was a non-technical product manager for a fint fintech company. I turned from a customer of a, of a SaaS startup into a product manager. Um, and so I traded in my finance knowledge uh, for the opportunity to work in tech, to figure out um, how to work it, what the terminology is, um, and figure out where I should be <laughs> focusing my attention to. And then it took another year for me to learn how to code. <laughs> how did you convince your uh, future employer back then to actually hire you? To um... Because I was a customer expert. I was a customer. Uh -huh. I, so I, I turned from customer to employee. Um, and they needed someone who was a customer expert. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because, like, uh, so this I, is... I, had, I had one domain expertise and I was mm -hmm. completely new to the other thing. So I mm -hmm. traded in, traded that in as a mutual exchange. I think this is one of the most difficult uh, parts is to show that, uh, okay, I have this experience. Let's say I'm transitioning from, uh, I don't know, quality assurance or maybe from even, uh, let's say, from academia. So I was doing a PhD, I was doing research, and now I want to go to development or data science. So this thing, they have some overlap, but uh, it's uh, it's not that large, right? So how do, and then there is a company and I want to say, hey, hire me. So let's have this mutual exchange. And then mm, mm, we're not sure. So probably you should focus on a specific company in this case, right? Yeah, that helps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I, uh, you know, there, there are some people who brag about uh, they've like applied to 400 companies um, and it's just like spraying and praying. There's no way you're authentically interested in all 400 of them. Uh, so I, I much prefer the focused approach. Um, when I was, you know, applying for my first job, I applied to nine and I got offers at three of them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. You that's know, a good at conversion. The day, at the end of the day, you only need one job. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and your conversion goes up because you have more time to research these companies and be more intentional about like, why you want to join, uh, what, uh, you know, what their processes are. You can actually research the, the interview process 
yeah, there's just so much more that you can do when you focus. Mm-hmm. So now, which uh, since our topic is about promoting ourselves, uh, I'm wondering there is again probably some difference between, uh, let's say, I'm changing the industry and I want to get the first job versus I'm already in that industry and I just want to change my job. Right. So in this case, our strategy would probably be different. So how in first case, let's say I'm uh, switching uh, industry. So how do I promote myself in such a way that I'm noticed? Um, by the companies. Oh, so one way you said we can just uh, uh, apply to companies directly. So be very focused. Let's apply, like apply to nine companies and get three offers. Uh, but the other way is uh, to let everyone know about us and uh, wait till companies start to approach us, right? Should also be possible. So how do we uh, do this? So how do we uh, promote ourselves that this thing happens? Is it even possible? Because I think your face is a bit skeptical. No, I just I don't I don't feel like I get the question. Um, yes. So the question is: I'm changing an industry, right? So I want yeah. to promote myself. So I want to go on Twitter. I want to go to some other social media and start tweeting about something. Let's say I have some domain because I I work in, in physics and I want to go into data analytics. So here's my domain: data analytics or JavaScript. Doesn't matter. So we picked uh, this domain and we want to get noticed. We want to get hired by somebody. So how do we do this? How do we, how our strategy should look like? So first of all, you said we learn in public. So we're working on something and we just tweet about this. Is it enough or we need to do something extra on top of that? Um, you can always improve your chances. <laughs> you can, um, you know, do do informational interviews with uh, people like, you know, just, hey, I'm interested in joining the company. Do you have 30 minutes to chat? Um, a lot of people will say no, but some people will say yes. And you can talk to them about what it's like at the company and learn just, just learn more about uh, how it's organized, uh, what the mission is, what the products, uh, you know, really, really is under the hood. Anything that can help you in that, in that understanding of the company so that you can get the job. Um, there are other ways, you know, where, for example, if you're a designer, this is very common. You can do an unsolicited redesign of the company's product, mm-hmm. right? Show off what you could do for the company uh, and explain your thinking. Even though, even if they may not use the ideas, they might use someone with that kind of motivation that you're putting in the work, even though you're not technically working at the company. You're just putting in the work because you enjoy it, um, and you have strong some strong opinion about how the company should, should uh, function. And if they like it, they'll probably hire you. Mm-hmm. Should um, it be done in public or? Like, oh yeah. Should, oh, should yeah. they just tweet, hey, uh, Slack, here's my redesign, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is how it works or? Yeah, absolutely. This is very common for designers. Um, I think for, for developers, you know, you're, you're, it's a little bit less visible. Mm-hmm. So something you can do is uh, build a clone, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people build Slack clones or uh, clubhouse clones or whatever. Um, and it just shows a level of understanding of like the engineering decisions behind such a product that you can often skip quite a few interview rounds because you've already done the work. And uh, it just makes, it just demonstrated your interest in the company that you're, that you're joining. Uh, I have one really good example, but this is from, from the marketing point of view. Uh, go to nima4airbnb.com. Um, and this is... Uh, someone who works in, I think, product management or marketing, 
and she really wanted to work at Airbnb. So she created a mock Airbnb site that demonstrates what Airbnb is missing by missing out on uh, the Middle East, which is where she was from. So, and she would just like went into detail about like how, you know, Airbnb could expand and, and why she was the perfect person to be part of that uh, expansion. Um, ultimately, ultimately uh, she went to a different company, but Airbnb at least interviewed her because of this, uh, because, he, because it went viral and got noticed. Um, but this this amount of dedication, like it's it's pretty common. Like I think there's there's some other guy who also did like you know hire me Spotify and did like the whole site in just the Spotify theme, like to just really get and demonstrate that he understands the products and uh, the company's mission. And I think anyone you shouldn't do this for every company because it's very <laughs> it's a very high effort. But you know when you're something when you're very interested in a company, that's the kind of thing that uh, really gets you noticed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I should also mention, uh, you know, some people just really struggle. Um, being hired at the company uh, is better than being unemployed for like more than a year. Um, so uh, if you're not getting in, in the front door, let's say you're trying to go from like, uh, you know, uh, non-technical to, to engineer. If you're not getting into the front door, it can often be easier to transfer laterally within the company. So join the company in a position that's not really what you want. Uh, do well in that position and then offer to do free work or, or make friends with the, the department that you actually want to join and then transfer internally after a year. Uh, this is very, very common because people just have weird hiring bars. Like when they hire you through the front door, they want you to pass all these weird tests. But when they hire their, co- their colleagues, uh, it's just more about do they like you? Do they trust you? That's it. Mm-hmm. And everything else can be taught. <laughs> yeah, interesting. It's... Uh... A nice uh, thing to do, but I imagine it takes a lot of time to to build a Spotify clone. Um, let's say I work already, I'm already experienced, uh, and I want to find a new job in the same domain. So in this case, what do I share? What do I write about? Oh, uh, Stuff that I do at work? Well, you shouldn't disclose secrets, uh, mm-hmm. especially if it involves other people's work. Um, mm-hmm. Be very, very careful about that. And... Um, Always, if, if in doubt, check with them. Um, but yeah, you can you can publish just uh, you know new things that are going on in your industry, uh, problems that you solved and, and overcame, uh, like war stories, like some some production outage. It's always very interesting to people. Uh, and then uh, yeah, I mean, I I I, <laughs> I don't know because like this is to me I I never have a problem with this, and all, people always ask me this, and I'm just like there's so many questions and ideas out there that I cannot possibly cover all of them. Mm-hmm. Just look out, just open your eyes to what's out there. And uh, I, I can listen to a podcast and come out with like two blog post ideas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there's, there's just so many things that are unanswered uh, and, or especially if, if you think like, I think a lot of people, maybe they, they think like, oh, there's, there's someone else who's already written this blog post on there. Like I, there's nothing, there's no value that I can contribute. Um, there's still value in having your personal take on something that's already widely well-known, um, especially if it's referenced multiple times by you. Uh, you can essentially write your own proxy of this idea. So let's say there's this idea of anti-fragile, right? That everyone really loves by uh, Nassim Taleb. Uh, and he's written the authoritative book on it. But instead of re- linking to that book on Amazon, you could link to your summary of that book. And on your perspective, on your personal perspective, any stories that you might have 
uh, had that, that relate to this or like, you know, your, your, your idea on like what people don't, what people think they understand about anti-fragile, but really they should be thinking about this other thing. These are all nuances that you could just do by writing your own proxy of some bigger idea. And yeah, just so, just cause you know, an authoritative link on something exists doesn't mean that you can't write about it. Okay. So let me go uh, back and try summarize, to summarize it from the, the very beginning. So first we hang uh, out on Hacker News, Reddit or whatever, see what people are interested in. So pick a topic, then we start learning in public, right? So we learn this uh, about this topic and we tweet about this every day. Um, so we start understanding it well enough, then eventually we get hired, start working in this area. And while working, we can continue doing this, exploring different things. And then if there is a new book, maybe we can just summarize this book and put it out there. So basically keeping up with uh, public presence, right? Learning yeah, public industry people. trends. Yeah. Anything yeah. that you, you yourself would have found useful from like three months ago, six months ago, mm -hmm. like right, for, right for your own professional interests, anything that will be shared by other people. Uh, okay. Obviously keeping in mind what they want to hear as well. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so I imagine um, that if you do this, because when I do something like this, when I write something, then the thing I'm writing about, it really gets into my head. So I remember this thing a lot better. Um, so like any concept. So if I just learned it, and then even if I apply it, maybe, yeah, okay, I know how to use it. But if I sit down and write about this, publish a blog post, then I remember about this thing. So yes. yes, this is another thing. You probably talk about this in your book, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, it's so nice, especially if um, you uh, have your own highlights from, from a book or a blog post or something. And you can just use go on to Google and type, you know, your, your domain name and then and then that search search word. Mm -hmm. It gives you, you, you basically use Google as your own personal search engine for uh, your notes, which is really helpful. <laughs> <laughs> especially when you're trying to look up something to, to reference people. Um, but yeah, I mean, one other thing I, I probably should have mentioned earlier is this idea of open source knowledge. So we used to have encyclopedias where like Encyclopedia Britannica or like Microsoft Encarta, they would hire thousands of editors and, and write this like 50 different books on like everything to know about on, on Earth. Uh, and then Wikipedia comes along with like a hundredth of their budget and, and just destroys all of them, right? And now Wikipedia is the only uh, encyclopedia anyone uses. Um, I think we should have a thousand different small Wikipedias um, on, on every single topic. Um, and you mean literal yeah. Wikipedia, like MediaWiki no, or can no, be any blog? Uh, anything, anything that anyone can contribute. Crowdsource knowledge, right? That you curate because uh, some amount of curation is, is necessary. Um, but yeah, just like Wikipedia has editors and like some kind of culture of contributing that anyone can come along and contribute and you want the authoritative source or something. Um, open source knowledge is this idea that we should try to replicate that for anything that is uh, you know, complicated, that has, that has a reference that people need. Um, so I just, uh, so I personally did this um, when I was learning React and TypeScript. Uh, the React team, uh, they had their own uh, typed JavaScript solution, so they were not interested in documenting TypeScript. The TypeScript team uh, was focused on being framework agnostic, so they were not going to document React. So I documented the intersection of React and TypeScript, and, and that cheat sheet, you know, now has like 30,000 stars on GitHub, 
um, mm-hmm. and people contribute. You know, I've been taught React and TypeScript by people at Uber, Microsoft, Airbnb, whatever. Um, but they've uh, they've also I've also taught them stuff for for free, and they 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 know of me through that work. So that's a little bit of marketing myself as well. Uh, but it is this idea of collaborative uh, knowledge gathering, right? I I, I just saw this today. Uh, where someone actually uh, compiled a reference list of uh, all the header tags in HTML. And that, that list also has 30,000 stars. And it's just pretty amazing, like the, the kind of things that people just need to reference all the time. If you just keep the list and you, you let people contribute, then that automatically becomes part of your personal brand and marketing. Uh, and it's just a really nice way to, to grow. Because now learning is not, uh, learning and blogging is very solo individual activity. But if you can build a community around the thing that you're trying to learn, that's even better. You're going to learn much faster. I call this the big L notation. You know how like big O notation you have like the scaling factors? Uh, people have different scaling factors around their learning as well. And if you learn with other people, then you learn at a rate of uh, L of N times P. And <laughs> I, have this, I have a whole blog post about big L, but uh, there's, there's, there's a theory behind this, which, which I really like. And I someone, think I this link. Uh, yeah, someone commented on this. Yes. Exactly. I also wanted to talk to you a bit about uh, internal marketing. So not marketing for the outside world, but also internally the company. And I think for promotions, it can be even more important than uh, promoting outside. So promotion, prom- I mean, marketing inside rather than marketing outside. So what is... Uh, what is the best way of doing this? Uh, do you have any any recommendations? How can we promote ourselves, market ourselves within the company? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is a really important topic as well. Um, uh, and in fact, probably probably most relevant because no matter what, you have to promote yourself internally. The the main advice here is to have a brag document, which is an idea that I got from Julia Evans of Stripe at the time. Um, and a brag document is a one-page, two-page summary of the things that you do well, uh, that, you, that you've accomplished at the company, and just to have it ready at all times, um, because it helps your manager to advocate for you. Um, and whenever like you meet someone in senior management and they need to know what you've done, uh, you can just share the document with them or verbally say it. You don't have to give them the document. You can actually just say it. And, and, Having your accomplishments in front of you, it also helps to serve as like a motivational pickup. Like sometimes when you have a bad day, you can just go back and go like, oh yeah, actually I have <laughs> some value at this company. Um, or, uh, or yeah, you, you know, you can also uh, essentially make it easy for other people to be your advocate, right? Um, so that when, even when you're not in the room, oh, well, this is, this is something that people say, like personal brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room, right? So if you have a strong personal brand, then you make it easy for people to say the same things, uh, for, for people to say your top accomplishments uh, and become your advocates. So I think that's, that's pretty important. Um, one simple way that engineers can actually do this uh, or, or do personal marketing is within the company is to take advantage of demos and standups. Um, when people approach standups, they usually approach it from a very routine point of view, like, ah, oh, like, here we have to go stand up again and I'll say my thing and then I'll be, I'll pretend to be interested while other people say their thing. Uh, if you turn into an enjoying, enjoying, um, sorry, like a enjoyable experience where you celebrate accomplishment uh, and you actually share the accomplishments of others with the rest of your company, then you're seen as a source of positive energy in, in your, in your team. Um, 
and yeah, you're, you're, you're you know, when, when people, uh, most companies have like a demo day or like a sprint showcase or like a hackathon and most people don't volunteer. Uh, but if you take that opportunity to volunteer, you get to put your work and your team's work in front of the rest of the company and people know you better. Uh, and that may seem like not very much, but when, when people need you, they need someone from your department, they'll think of you first. And it's always about, <laughs> marketing is a lot about getting to be first on people's minds because you provided some value in the past or you like strongly associated yourself with some problem that people need. Um, these are all valuable things within a company. Mm-hmm. So have a brag document, which is a one, two page summary, then uh, do demos every time it's possible and then uh, network with people, right? So share knowledge with them, uh, talk to them, mentor them, help them, right? Yeah, there's, uh, there's more than that. Uh, so you can also do a signature initiative. <laughs> this What's is sorry? a signature initiative. Signature initiative. Yeah, this is a term at, uh, that I picked up at AWS. I don't know what other companies have it, uh, but essentially like a big project that you, you, hit, you hit on your own, mm-hmm. um, that you're known for, that like people like, you know, have some success in the project and, and, and they see that it basically gives you a chance for you to to celebrate to to win uh, outside of your team to show some individual accomplishment and leadership. Um, so one example I can give you is a, a friend of mine, Matthew Gersman. Uh, Gersman, he works at Dropbox as a front end engineer, um, and he's just like a thousand other front end engineers within the company. Uh, but he decided to start a JavaScript guild in his free time within the company, where he just sends an internal newsletter, uh, keeping people informed of the latest development in JavaScript. Very routine, nothing special, but you know because it involves JavaScript and it involves people that people things that uh, people discuss internally at work. It became a small little community within Dropbox, and then it be- evolved into an internal conference where they everyone flew together and like, had a whole day where they discussed company specific issues on uh, internally within JavaScript. Um, and he became sort of the JavaScript domain expert within Dropbox. It's a huge deal, huge deal. Uh, it's nothing to do with his team. He just created an initiative and then management supported him by giving him some funding and some space to do that. Um, and yeah, there's so, there's so many opportunities to do that. You know, it's, it's, it's a really crazy uh, wide open space because people don't really take initiative at work. <laughs> a lot of people are just like sitting back and telling, waiting for people to tell them what to do. If you find an opportunity and, and take a, take leadership of it, people will give you more responsibility because they're always looking for someone who can take that responsibility. I'll give you another one. Zach Argao uh, used to work at Pinterest um, and he was a real, real believer in the opportunity for progressive web apps at Pinterest. Um, so at a hackathon, he actually he was he was actually trying to promote PWAs within Pinterest for a long time, but actually took a hackathon where he was presenting directly to the company CEO Ben Silverman, where he built a, a PWA clone of Pinterest in two in two days, and showed that the metrics were way better and it was going to be a very good uh, positive performance for for Pinterest. And now uh, Pinterest is the, the full web app is is a PWA, and it's because of him. Um, and uh, yeah, that kind of initiative, no one asks you to do it, but you just really believe that it's good for the company. Uh, it turns out it will be probably good for your career as well. So we can do everything we discussed in the first uh, 
part of this interview, right? Marketing ourselves, promoting ourselves to the outside world. We can do the same thing, but inside the company, right? So oh, we yes. can just start uh, a newsletter inside the company. So in this case, our audience would be just the uh, the company. So Hello, the they, yeah, and then you become known for this thing inside the company, right? So it's interesting. I never thought about uh, so there is this uh, how to put it uh, like you can basically use the same tricks inside as you would use outside. Yeah, it's basically the same thing except it's a smaller audience. So uh, people, you it's good and bad. Good in the sense that people have to listen to you because they they work with you. Don't 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 think. It's bad when you are overly self promotional, right? Uh, okay. Uh, then, then they'll have a negative opinion of you, and mm-hmm. not. Okay. But if you're actually trying to provide, just genuinely, like, hey, like, uh, I try to provide a service or like do something beneficial for the company, people would generally back you. So yeah, uh, and it's less competition because you know you're you're just you're just within your company, and you can talk about more specific things and problems that your company has that other people outside one are not going to, not going to know, or you cannot talk about it because it's a company secret or something, right? So there's just so much space that you have within work to learn in public as well that I think, think people don't appreciate how effective that is. And ultimately, you know, what I'm trying to do here is create a path for people to market themselves without being a celebrity, right? This is all about, are you just getting recognized for the skills that you have and the, and the interests and opportunities that you deserve? And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so much things that you could be doing uh, that, that don't involve being uh, internet famous or anything like that. Do you have any last marketing tips you want to share with us? Marketing mm-hmm. hacks? Um, speaking, a lot of people don't speak. Uh, and uh, you can probably have something to say and then doing talks and and the work involved in, in making a talk actually is, is, is half of the battle. And once you've done the talk, you can send it around. And I think uh, people who are established speakers not only do well by like, you know, showing leadership as a, as a speaker in that, in that domain. But whenever you interview, that's speaking as well. When, <laughs> it, like, uh, so you should practice that as much as possible when you don't need it, uh, so that when you do need it, you have some experience at organizing your thoughts and responding to questions. I don't think I'm the best at it um, because I see I'm a lot. <laughs> and I sometimes lose track of what people are saying. But at least I have more of an organized thinking about this because I've written about this, these topics and I've, I've a fair amount of experience now at doing podcasts and speaking. So I highly recommend people do that because when the time comes and you need it, if you don't have the practice, don't expect it to do very well. Okay, yeah. Anything else? That's it. Okay. Yeah, there, there's, more, uh, there's more marketing hacks. So these are all like big picture strategy things but there's specific recommendations that I end the blog post with. So if anyone wants to check out the blog post, uh, they can check it out on my site. Uh-huh. Yes. Under so it's, yeah. it's wix.io, is it correct? Yeah. And then people can find you on Twitter, somewhere else? Uh, those are the main channels right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I have a newsletter, uh, but it's on my site. So yeah. I <laughs> okay. yeah, so subscribe to newsletter, right? Yeah, it's, better uh, than Twitter. It's, a, it's, a, it's a work update for me. And then I feature like the, the top three or four reads that I have every week with a, with a little summary. Um, and hopefully it's interest people. Like it's, a, it's, been, it's been doing pretty well. So uh, I like that. I just don't 
pick a domain right now, which is pretty funny. Apart from the learning public and career advice thing, I don't have anything else. I, I have JavaScript, I have Svelte. Yeah, that's, uh, that's probably enough because uh, this is what a lot uh, of people recognize, uh, know you for. Yeah, um, exactly. That's, it's weird uh, because I, I, I don't want to do this forever. Uh, <laughs> uh, too late. But, uh, <laughs> It's, it's done very well, and I always get uh, invitations to, to speak on these things. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to do it because I've, it's really changed my own life, and I, I think it will change other, other people's as well. Yeah, thanks for sharing all these stories and your experience with us. And uh, I hope it motivated uh, uh, everyone who is listening to this. And uh, oh, yeah. one more thing. Those, yes, those, those on the <laughs> Data Talks, has a site. Uh, and, yes. we, and my book is book of the week. So if you want some uh, discounts, uh, I think it's 40% off. You can just yes. head to the site and, uh, and get it. <laughs> yeah. So there is actually like, if you go to our website, so there is at the, um, there is a header, there is a link in the header says book that says books. So you click yes. on that book, then find uh, the book, go there. And then there is a link. You just click on that link and this, the discount is applied automatically. So, because we have this uh, magic link with a discount code embedded in this, so yeah. wonders of the internet, right? I, I had to code that myself basically because I, I don't like it whenever I buy something and then there's a coupon code there and I don't have a coupon, uh, so it's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you coded the whole thing yourself, yeah. Did I you mean, do this in not, public? It's not that hard. It's just, it's just front end. Yeah, the, the source code is linked on the, on the okay, page. Itself. Of course. Like, I would expect nothing less from you, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have anything else uh, to say no, before it. I try to conclude it? <laughs> yeah. Th no, this is fun. This is fun. I don't get to talk about uh, the marketing chapter enough, but uh, you know, th there's, there's so much to career development, and I always want uh, to invite people to have a discussion about this because we don't talk about it enough. We always talk about code. We should talk about the others, not the 75% of other engineering ladder criteria that is not technical. 75, you said? Yeah, I studied uh, 30 different career ladders out there. And uh, most of them, even Circle CI, which is one of the most technical companies on earth, uh, you, they'll, they'll, they'll talk about communication, your, your understanding of business impact, you know, stuff like that. That's nothing to do with code. Mm -hmm. So okay. that's what the book is for. Yeah, well, go check uh, the book. So that's the last thing I want to say today. And of great. course, I want to wish everyone a great weekend. <laughs> yeah, thanks for joining. Thank yeah, goodbye.